What on earth is that? It's a Journey into Comics Network production! All aboard! I brought my pencil! What do you wanna do with your life? Walk on home, boy! Yeah! What's up, Deuterinos? Welcome back to Rank 'em All, Van Halen edition, right here on the Rank 'em All podcast. The only show where we rank all the songs, rank all the albums, go down to discography, and find out which songs and song- albums rise above the rest. The cream of the crop, if you will, yeah. I'm one of your rank masters and hosts, Brando. Joining me is here today, as, as always. Well, not always, because sometimes we switch hosts. But at, for the Van Halen edition, as always, they wouldn't only pod father, but the pod daddy, the the father of the pod, the um, uh, father Retro of fod. Pod. The the father of fod. <laughs> okay, I like that one, father of fod. <laughs> Nate Phillips, what's up, bud? Bro, I'm great. Um, happy to be here. We're talking about fuck. Uh, for unlawful carnal knowledge the joke next... them if you can't take a fuck <laughs> exactly <laughs> well we're taking a fuck right to the bank on this one today we ain't coming alone though brando not at all with us is the man the myth the legend good times joe grimes what's up bro what's going on guys happy to be back as always long time it's been a minute it has been like like 30 seconds, five minutes, 10 minutes. About an hour. Yeah, about an hour. <laughs> I wasn't keeping track. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, you know, the the recording scheduling demons have definitely uh, plagued this set. However, you guys really haven't noticed. Uh, I really do hope that we're able to get them all done before we start releasing. Uh, but we'll deal with the, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We're, we're really we're we're on a roll right now. We we you know, we just did OU eight one two. We're about ready to dive into for unlawful carnal knowledge. And it was the, yummy. Yeah, and that's what we ate one two. I went and and <clears throat> not only oh not only that but after we recorded I went and ate two nutty buddies. So therefore, <laughs> there you go. And I got myself some cherry seven up right here in my Commander Shepherd cup, and I'm ready to rock and roll. Uh, for Van Halen for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Are you guys ready to dive right into her? Fuck yes. All right. <laughs> so this is the uh, this marks the return of Ted Templeman. He was their long-standing producer from the first album all the way until, I don't remember, 5150 or maybe 84 was the last one. But he's back in the picture now. Uh, this album released June 17th, 1991. Do you want to guess when it finished recording? Hmm. May 1st, 1991. April. So they, they took a whole month for post for post editing or or or, or production. Um and this is a, about the same length as the last album at a whole at a whopping fifty-two minutes. Again, the overall song uh length is on average longer uh for the Hagar era. Now apparently the the album title he just wanted to name the album "Fuck," and they tried to find a they, they found a a creative way <laughs> of doing so. This is also the first album that Eddie recorded without his trademark Marshall Super Lead serving as his primary amplifier. Uh, the Marshall was fading, he said, so he used a his 1989 Soldano SLO 100 to record the album, 
though the Marshall was used sparingly. A prototype that would become the PV-5150 series of amps was also used. Um, and, of course, then that amp was released in coincided <coughs> with the release of this album. So this album has three singles. We're down to three. Wonder why. Um, so as we move along... We we have a, we have a officially reached Van Halen's third decade. We're in the '90s, and um, music is changing. <clears throat> um, the, the, you know, this is '91. I want to say that like either '91. I think '91 might be the year that the grunge movement kind of took over and just completely changed the music scene as far as like Nevermind and. Uh, Bad Motorfinger and like all these big albums, oh, and a uh, Pearl Jam ten, all these bands that came out with huge albums that really changed the scene. It pretty much killed hair metal, like like Dead in its Tracks. Boom, you guys are gone. Yeah. But Van Halen is here to try and persevere. Did they do it? We'll find out. Who is Van Halen? Nate, can you tell us who Van Halen is? Who, who the lineup is? Michael Anthony on bass. We got. Sammy Hagar on vocals. We got Eddie Van Halen on both the guitar and the synthesizers. And those are going to be playing a pretty dope-ass role in this album, mind you. And last, but certainly not least, the man on the drums, the one who was brave enough to not only have double bass, but triple bass. Fuck you all. Alex Van Halen. So Eddie also plays electric drill on this album. For the intro, Pound Cake. Exactly, which is the first track, which we're going to get into. But all songs were written by Van Halen. They all get equal writing credit for every single song. There is no covers on this one. However, the instrumental does return near the end of the album. So if you guys are ready, we're just going to dive right into it. We're going to go right into the first track, Pound Cake. Pound Cake uh, is, was the first single released for the album. All right. uh, and its B-side was Pleasure Dome, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but Pound Cake. Pound Cake. Now, listen. I don't know why, but I forgot completely about Pound Cake. Really? Yeah, I forgot all about it. I Honestly, I don't know why. It just, like, it, for all the big monster hits that Van Halen has, I never think of Pound Cake. And as soon as it started, I was like, okay. And then it just clicks <clears throat> in. I'm like, oh, I know this song. Yeah. All right. All right. But I mean, of course, this is the era where, like, you know, we are now post 84, post 5150, and OU812. We only have four albums left in the entire Van Halen discography. And this album signifies a change. Uh, it's hard to define what that change is. But Pound Cake, man, it's a heavy song. It arguably, arguably could possibly be one of their heaviest single songs ever. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's crunchy. It's heavy. It's crunchy. Uh, it, it, then the, the, the whole drill intro and it sounds very early nineties and it, it could easily be on the soundtrack for last action hero or point break or one of those big early action movies. Like, like, <laughs> like easily identifiable as like late eighties, early nineties. like those movies right there in that pocket where they almost feel that, you know, like, like Encino man or something like that. It just, it just something in the soundtrack that's like rocking and heavy. And you're like, 
Yeah, this sounds like it's from that era. Uh, I love this song, and I'm so happy. And I think it's a great uh, album opener. Like we, you know, we we had a bit of a discussion on on OU812 about hey, the the album opener probably wasn't the best. You could slot in a couple. And we've actually had that same conversation a few times. times. Yeah, in this go around. But I think Pound Kick's perfect. I don't know. Uh, how about you, Nate? In the pocket with aggression, and I wrote perfect intro track. This is how you get someone's attention with an album. Uh, when I listened to this album was the same day, and I ranked them back-to-back was with OU812. So I listened to that one first, and then this. And the first one was hard in parts to get through. I'm not going to lie. This song sets up what is arguably a, a sleeper hit album. It has so many good fucking jams, and we're going to talk about it a lot. We're going to probably say the word fuck a lot and curse, so just <laughs> get ready for that, you censor whores. Um, I just, I really think this is just the part. There is no, there is not going to be that discussion today of of what could be better than this because there can't be like home run pound cake perfect. Not perfect 10, but it's just perfect for what it is. How about you, Joe? I, I just thought, like, I'll, I didn't really have much to say about it, like, note-wise, but, like, other than what we've already said, it was just, like, a strong way to start the album. It was just, like, it was that punch. It was just, like, you're saying, like, heavy and raw and just, oh, my God, yeah. Like, I, I got excited from the get-go. Pound cake, like you're saying, like, it's it's nothing that you think about a lot, but then when it comes up, like, oh, yeah, shit, I forgot about this song. And, like, the first thing I think about, like, if you remember the music video for this, at the beginning, he actually shows the drill, and the drill is painted like as a guitar. It's like a, it's got the red drill with the black and the white stripes all over it, and he's literally using it on the neck of his guitar. Uh, no, nah, dude, yeah, like awesome, perfect, strong way to start this album. Uh, yeah, no, I couldn't have. Uh, they couldn't have done this any better. I think this, like, out of everything in this album, that was definitely the one to start with. All right, Joe, what'd you rank it? I, you know what? I gave this one eight five. Eight five, Nate. Eight point two five. I also gave it eight point two five. Good stuff here. Good stuff. I mean, just as you said, Nate, man, it, it really kicks it off. And while the last album had some good stuff on it, it was definitely a little up and down as far as tone. And I, I think it even said we could have reorganized mm-hmm. those songs better to make it flow better. And then and then you might have had a better overall average, which I mean, not that it averaged really bad, but I mean, it just, ah, you know, uh, the next song, Judgment Day. It's not a single. No, it's not a single. Judgment Day is not a single. Uh, I- Judgment Day. Um, I don't have a lot for it, but it it's kind of more of the same. From track one, it's heavy and catchy, but it's almost kind of like a slight step down. It's not as good, but it's but it, but it flows. It it keeps it going though, you know. So it's like so I'm not docking it too much. But uh, Nate, you're laughing, so I'll just go to you. Like, <laughs> oh, it's just everything you said is everything that's essentially <laughs> my notes. I literally says I say continue punt continues punching you right in the face. So it's just like you said, a continuation of what it was before. When you look at my rank, and I might just say it here and now. Anyways, last song was an eight point two five. You said. 
this song is the same, but not as good. I gave this song a 7.25. So <laughs> you're right. It is the same, but not quite as good. Um, so, yeah, that's why I was laughing. But I really enjoy Judgment Day. And it does, again, continue the trend of setting the tone for the for the aggression in this album. I think that's something we need to note. It's kind of a more aggressive Van Halen we're finding. What about you, Joe? What do you think about it? Um, I'm I, along the same lines. Like I thought this was another like home run, another smash hit. Um, there, there's that section. What is the, on the bridge where Michael just kind of keeps, we're just, he's just plugging along. Right. You know, I really dig that um, it, like in a simplistic kind of way, but yeah, I felt it was a step down from pound cake. Uh, but however, like I wanted to, at first I wanted to do like, like an eight, but I'm like, I think, you know, originally I had an 8.5, but then I was like, no, nah, I'm not as into it as I was with pound cake, you know, like just a step lower, but I went, I'm like, maybe an eight, but then I was like, well, crap. Then that feels like too low. Um, so I, I know normally don't do this, but I went 8.25. Okay. Nice. 8.25 from Joe. I gave it a 7.75. So we're kind of all right in there. Yeah. Like right around each other. Uh, as I said, I just kind of felt like it was a slight step down. Like, yeah. Uh, it just, I don't know. Like, it, it just didn't, maybe if Pound Cake didn't exist, <laughs> then this song would be way better. But because right. it does exist and because it could be, you know, is prior to this, you're like, well, I, I'm liking this. Pound Cake is Thriller and uh, Judgment Day is 1984. <laughs> <laughs> it's just holding it back, you know? It's just holding it, yeah. So the next track, also not a single, I don't think. No. I would hope not. Yeah. They would probably have had a lot of people <laughs> on their asses about that being a single. You're putting what on the radio? The what line? So what is that lyric? <laughs> Spanked. I have yeah. one line for a note. Sure. Interesting tone, but not feeling it. You're right. Was that okay. the nicest thing that anybody that, that any of us said? Because I'm interested to hear. I actually have, I don't have any qualms with this song. I wrote a uh, bass driven jam, which I really love Mike getting a spot to really like, not just shine, but just like fucking ball out on that bass. He's rocking mm-hmm. that whole track. And yeah, it's about dudes calling a jerk offline, silly lyrics, but somehow they made the silly lyrics sound so serious and like meaningful. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's great art. Um, I don't know. There's something about this that just has me giggling, and I really, really enjoyed the track. Joe? Uh, not a favorite. I mean, I, I like the main riff. Uh, musically, I thought it was all right. But like, However, like everything else, there's just nothing about it I was really into. Okay. I could have done without it. Then what'd you rank it, Joe? Uh, i give this one a 5.5. 5.5. How about you, Nate? Let me pull up out of the depths of Hades that score because I'm giving her an 8.25. Definitely liked it more than I did. I gave it a six. I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. The next song, I don't think this is a man. No, no. Should have been a single. Should have been a single. No, uh, run around. Uh, I wrote classic Hagar era sound. You know? It's kind of run of the mill. You, you, you almost, as I said before, in the OU eight one two, they kind of found a formula for when they just write a song. You know, we we we've seen some experimentation. We see some more heaviness. We've seen spanked, 
and we have some more experimentation to come. But this is when they like they settle on a formula. Maybe they're reaching for that radio, you know, hit. But I mean, obviously, it didn't happen for this one. Joe, I'll start with you. What did you think about Runaround? Uh, it, it's one of those, you know, recognizable. I didn't uh, notice it right at first, but when it got to the chorus, I'm like, oh, no, I've heard this before, you know. Um, I don't know. For me, it was good. Like, I could sit there, nod my head, tap my foot a little bit, but it's it's still like a lot, a lot more of the, uh, you know, running around, uh, running run around, running the middle <laughs> type crap. You know, it's, it's not bad, still not my favorite. It's, you know, not the worst, not the best, you know. Yeah. Nothing really much I can say about it. Well, you, Nate. Uh, interestingly enough, I love this song. It was one of the songs that I was like, oh, cool, we get to rank that one. With already knowing and loving the song, I didn't really have a whole lot to say. I wrote one word. It's a jam because it fucking is a jam. Run around comes on. I'm cranking that shit up. I'm not skipping. I'm not, I'm not going to let the song, you know, get past me. I'm going to have to take some time to listen to it. Uh, I, I kind of like this album's fun because it kind of I'm on a high and you'll notice my scores reflect that of like that first couple tracks really set the tone for me to enjoy and accept the art that was happening in this specific uh, album session run around. It is simple. There's not a crazy ton of ridiculousness, but it hits and I love it. You love it so much. Would you rank it? 7.5.5. What about you, Joe? Uh, I'm at a six, six. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was reaching for that, for that greatness. It's close. And, and maybe not quite 7.25 for me. Okay. Um, the next song, Pleasure Dome, which was a B-side off the first single. <clears throat> hmm. I'll start. Go, please. Yeah. So, 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 okay, okay, okay. So very first thing, I, you know, I just get done listening to Run Around. I'm like, yeah, that's my jam. And then I'm like, Pleasure Dome. I actually have never heard this song before. I look at the length of time. It's like six minutes and 56 seconds. And I literally threw up my remote and said, fuck, come on, man. What is this? And then the epic drums in the intro are great. The intro itself is pretty fun. At first, lyrically and like vocally, I was like, holy shit, did they talk Dave back into the band for a fucking track? Like, this is some <laughs> fucking David Lee Roth shit. And then all of a sudden, oh, there's Sammy. As soon as he started singing and, you know, it's actually Sammy. You're like, oh, there's Sammy being Sammy. And then that's kind of where I settled into the rest of the song. I didn't really have much more of a of a labored opinion, you know, as it were. Um, it was all right. I wrote weird Roth era talking vibe. Legit. Vocals almost do something interesting. Almost. Seems disjointed. Like this song was all over the place for me. And uh, the last note I have is that a few good riffs can't save this one. Well, you got anything else, Joe? Uh, well, yeah, for me, this was like the DOA or, or, or on fire of the album. You know, it just, it, it like, it sunk it for me, man. And like with these, these longer songs, like, are they, are they trying to step into the prog rock? You know, are they trying to get some of that uh, that prog rock attention on them? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Dream Theater shit. But this ain't Dream Theater. This is Van Halen. <laughs> you expect a certain a certain thing, um, and that's just not Van Halen, man. You can't. It's too experimental. 
You know what I mean? It just did not work at all for me, man. Shorten that shit up. Don't don't stray away from what works. <laughs> I gave it a three. Wow. What about you, Joe? Three. Nate. You two combined cannot save this thing because I I gave it a six point seven five. But again, it's mostly riding off the high of the rest of the album at this point. I'm still really accepting a lot of what Van Halen's giving me, which I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, the length does definitely bother me for sure. The next one, man. Oh, wait, no, in and out, in and out. I, I, I almost skipped one in and out, not the restaurant chain. Not the rest, and also not also not a single here either. Also a long one, six minutes. Not quite as long as Pleasure Dome. That was like almost seven minutes. Also maybe a sex move. Eh, maybe. What do I got for In and Out? I said another long one. Almost the same energy as the first two tracks. And then I wrote something that I don't know why I wrote it. Okay, what did you say? <laughs> I wrote uh uh. Ah! <laughs> okay. And Nate, you froze. <laughs> oh no, you guys. Froze. Okay, there you are. There, there you are. Okay. You got no. You guys, you are the freezers. I was not the freezer. No, you were frozen. You were like this. <laughs> no, it's funny because <laughs> you went. Oh, it does. It says my internet connections. You fucks. Yeah. Stop see? messing with my internet. See. Joke them if they can't, can't take, take a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. can't even say it right. Um, uh, uh, I, I want to like this more than I do, but I think its length really kind of takes, uh. takes a point down for me. So, yeah, that's what I got for that. How about you, Joe? Uh, pretty run-of-the-mill, basic Ben Halen stuff. Nothing – I mean, it's it's good, but, like, nothing, <laughs> nothing that makes me, like, really want to scream about it. Um, yeah, just another like filler song for me. And Nate. All right. So y'all know like when you're listening to something and you're really wanting to like it mm -hmm. and you pull for like the things you want to like. Yeah. And then it sometimes is still not enough. That is this song to me. Like they have so much potential in this song. And do you know of all the things that could have fucked it up? repetition is the thing that fucked it up the most for me it's just too the same over and oh it's like bro i get it got in how you got out in and out like ain't no doubt whatever the fucking lyrics are i don't even it's I, it they broke me it was like prison listening to them say the same things over and over and over and over yeah. and over again lost control uh, lost control lost control it is oh it, it is lost of control like it is this album's yeah. lost of control and the, and the repetition bothers me. So it got docked. I, I did not love this song. I gave it a four. A four. How about you, Joe? I'm at a five. I gave it a six, five. I wanted to like it, uh, but I, I just felt it was too long. Oh, hold on. I misread. That's the next one score. Hey, you know my next one score. <laughs> I gave in and out a six. <laughs> so man on a mission is the next song. <laughs> good job good man, job that's a b-side for the for the last single by the way man on the mission is and uh, <laughs> maybe he's fighting an infection 
I only have one line for Man on a Mission. I like how you just covered your face with the black dot like you're on one of those FBI shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ah. Oh, I'm back. And Man on a Mission almost sounds like old Van Halen. Like, it, it, it brings in a little bit of that energy and that vibe from the old Van Halen. Uh, I don't hate it, but I don't really feel like it inches close to that greatness either. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at with that. How about uh, Nate? Since we know what your since since we know what your rank is, it's a four. Obviously, you don't like it more than I do. So I didn't even that. write notes for it. No, bro. there you go. It was go. not Wait. memorable. It. I mean, this was the first time on the album where I was like, really, like I know what you're trying to execute here, but you guys could have done so much better and they sold themselves short on this. I think that's my, that's why I gave it a low score. Cause I feel like they know they could have made it better and they didn't. So, uh, I don't know. From my perspective, I thought it had a really nice groove to it for the whole song. Like there's not much to the song, but I enjoyed just, uh, it, it was hard for me to pay attention to most of it because I was so focused on what the drums sounded like. But it just had that nice, like, feel groove to it where uh, I was talking about earlier. I don't know which song it was where it was a good, like, something to nod your head and tap your foot to. But, like, I found myself kind of, like, moving my entire body to the song. It wasn't great, but it's like, oh, it's catchy. You know what I mean? It's kind of stuck into my head. Um, and that's all I can remember lyrically is just, man, oh, you know, like, whatever. And and I actually kind of liked it just for that reason, just the solid beat, man. If I can... If I can get something with a nice groove into it, I'll listen to that all day long. What'd you rank it, Joe? I give that one a seven. seven. Hey, I don't know if you guys know. I gave it a four. <laughs> yeah, gave it a four. <laughs> I had no idea. <clears throat> I gave it a six five. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you missed my ranking earlier. Oh no. Came in late. <laughs> <laughs> the next song is called The Dream Is Over. It's <laughs> over. I I feel like this song sounds very fifty one fifty ish. Yeah, like it yeah. has some. It's like that fifty one fifty commercial sounding to it. I like this song. I actually really dug it. I mean, uh, more so than the last couple of songs, and and, and maybe you know it, it. It's weird because the first two songs are so heavy, and then here comes this one. It's like, hey, this is something that we wrote for the for the last two albums ago, but it didn't make it, and then we forgot about it. But then we found it, and then we're gonna put it out. So I dig it. How about Joe? We'll, we'll go to him next. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I actually like when you were talking about 5150, you know, like that's like perfect. That's where, you know, it should have been. It belongs. It sounds a lot like the crap that was on there. Crap. Sorry. But stuff, whatever. <laughs> um, but at the same time, man, like other than Sammy's vocals on the chorus, which I, I actually really liked, uh, there wasn't anything really grabbing me into that song. I just, ah, I like, I wanted more of the heavy stuff. <laughs> and this is too light for me. I'm like, it was all right though. Nate. I love how this podcast works. Cause I get to unsay everything you just said. Sort of. <laughs> uh, I actually said that this song had a way more ballady chorus than I was expecting for such a heavy riffing tune. There's so much heaviness in this song that when it comes to the chorus and it kind of really fucking backs off, it was, um, it was Metallica. 
you know, when Metallica did the first Unforgiven and people aren't expecting for the chorus to be the soft, but it's like reverse fade to black and what have you. This is kind of the, the same kind of uh, formula, as it were, where they they start heavy. They they soften up for the chorus. They give you some cool riffage throughout. Um, I did like this one substantially more than the last few tracks. It's definitely um, more in the wheelhouse of scores that I like to give VH. All right, then. Lay it on. What like, would you give it? Seven. A seven. And Joe? I had 6.5. 6.5. I gave it an eight. I like it a lot. Um, We're moving on now to the latter part of the album here. And this next song was a single. We finally got another single. <laughs> and this is the last single right now. Uh, and right now, I only have one line. One, one line for the whole song. Journey. Oh. Definitely gives me Journey vibes. <clears throat> it's epic sounding, like like epic Journey sounding. Now, granted, it, it's once you dive into the vocals, like later on, it it's Sammy. But in the beginning, when when like when they're first starting to build the song up, Journey, and I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it more than maybe I should, but but I felt like they did a really pretty good effort on this one. Uh, we'll go to Nate next. What do you think? Oh, right now, first of all, if you've never heard it in a stadium, you've never heard the song. And I don't necessarily mean live by Van Halen. I just mean played over a loud stadium PA, like at an event. Oh, it's got some epicness to it. Uh, That being said, I only have one two word phrase for this song. Perfect song. Wow. Wow. That's our first 10 in a hot minute. I really have an affinity for this song. I love the um, synthesizer intro, the, or it's really piano intro. I should say he's just, yeah, anyways, but you know, it yep. comes in when the, the drums kick in and there's the guitar mm-hmm. squeals and they're mm-hmm. all coming in and like, they're all just hitting on this level. And there's like this, like, but the wow, and like, oh, it's, it just hits me in such a way. And then like lyrically, Sammy fucking Hagar, man. What a poignant, like, you don't have any opportunity but this moment. You could get hit by a bus in 45 seconds, live yourself to the fullest at every minute, like, be in the now, live for right now. Like, man, that song, again, I'm just, I I know I only had one, two, because I I knew I could just kind of riff on it. It is, it is to me quintessential, perfect, blissful sounding Van Halen when Eddie and Sammy are in the most harmony ever. And, 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 and Michael and Alex as well, but really to have those two egos at the forefront of the band and such harmony to make this song is, ugh, you know? Joe. Dude, this, this was my saving grace for the album. I mean, like everything about this song was like firing on all fucking cylinders. Uh, the, the from the piano intro when it's just the piano, um, and then when uh, the guitar come in on top of the piano and it's still it, it just the piano doesn't change at all. It was like a perfect mix, and then and then adding that that final layer with Sammy's vocals on top of it, dude. Damn, it was like it it literally perfect. 
perfect. Another 10 for me. Um, this was definitely the song of the album, dude. This was badass. Uh, one of my all-time favorite uh, Van Halen songs. Uh, I will put this on repeat and crank it up as far as I can every chance I get. Well, we're not going to get a um, a royal flush here. <laughs> um, and you're not going to talk me into it this time. Uh, Save it, Brando. I, I let you talk me into it for eruption because, well, okay, fine, eruption. I get it, all right? But no, I gave it a nine. Like, it, 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 it's, it's as close as I can do. I don't think I could give it a ten for myself, but, it, but it's up there. It's, it's in the conversation of, of greatest Van Halen songs ever. Oh, it's so good. And if you haven't noticed, that's easily the highest ranked song on the album so far. Up next, the return of the instrumentals, uh, but not a blazer, not a, not a not a not not like not, not an intro track, a very mellow melody. Three sixteen. I don't know if if this is his inspiration for this. There's one thing that this made me think of. That's why I ranked it the way I did. Hold was it Stone Cold E.T.? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Holding my kids. Oh. Tender. And that's beautiful. if I, I don't know if, it, I'm not sure if that's what he was thinking when he did this. Because it's not what you would think of just an instrumental from him. Because you've heard the intro <laughs> tracks, the weirdness, noises, him blazing interruption. And then the then the acoustic eruption that with that that one we that that we ranked, this one it's just man it's here in the now, it's real, and you know Wolfgang would have been pretty young around this time. I think he was born in the late eighties around around this time ish. He'd have been little. So I'm I'm betting that when he was diddling on this because he used to do this diddle live. You know it's on without a net. I I, I believe him just kind of diddling with this. I wonder if he's just sitting there playing it, and that's what he's feeling. Is that is that is, is that tenderness? I gave this song an eight. Hell yeah! Whoever wants to go next can go. There's really I I really don't have any notes for it. It's just um, I really didn't realize it was an instrumental until it was over. <laughs> uh, I mean, not to be like uh, silly about it because I'm not trying to be that. It really was just a soothing, chill track. That before I re- I was like, oh, what? There, that, there's no lyrics to that. Like what? Okay. Okay. Cool. We're back to instrumentals. Good. Like, I literally wrote instrumental. Good. Like, I feel like a fucking caveman, but that's how I felt. Like, it just hits. Sometimes when instrumentals hit, they there's nothing. That one is just really good. It's really really good. And I had to make the Stone Cold ET joke because there's been a resurgence of Stone Cold ET in the world. It's good to know. Maybe he's maybe he's gonna debut tonight on uh, Rampage. <laughs> I tell sure. you what, if if that if that hoodie and and you ha- and you have the music that we think would be playing and he, he pulls it up and it just stone cold eat. I'm here for some tasty cheeseburgers. And it's like you know when Shark Boy what? Shark Boy was doing the stone cold gimmick, yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, because because one or two things are going to happen either. Either that place is going to blow up, or or, uh, or, or that place is going to blow up, or the people are just going to set the seats on fire, <laughs> which means be... it's going to inevitably blow up. Right. So, uh, <laughs> what'd you rank it, Nate? A solid seven. Seven. How about you, Joe? What'd you think, and what'd you rank? 
Uh, you know, I, I it was just like Nate. I didn't realize it was an instrumental until it was over. I actually had to like play it again. I was like, <clears throat> I was kind of zoning out. But I, like, I think I was literally driving when I first listened to that and wasn't paying attention. And I'm like, oh shit, the song's over already. Like I missed it. You know, I went to play it again. I'm like, oh no, that was the song. Like <laughs> it was like that quick, but also it, it, it was very mellow. Um, a little bit repetitive we kept doing that same riff we kept going back to it but yeah like I, I actually i also really enjoyed how mellow that was and kind of like what you're saying like it's just him picking around and uh putting kind of his feeling into it and just maybe it was just him messing around maybe they just said hey let's leave this on a track what do you got and he just picked up a car guitar and went with it you know um yeah it just kind of makes you just chill a little bit it takes it back a little bit which uh, after something like right now, um, I was kind of like, eh, I'm not sure if I would have put that there. Maybe like put it before that a few, I don't know. But at the same time, I didn't hate it. I actually thought it sounded really good. I actually, uh, same as you, I gave it an eight. Awesome. Eight. Well, we're on the last track and also a single. Uh, this is the second single in October 91. Top of the world. So I don't have a lot to say. About Top of the World, it, it does sound kind of run-of-the-mill Hagar era rock. Uh, so there, so therefore, there's not much to say about it. But on like my second listening, when it started off, I've, I'm like, I got Def Leppard vibes. Oh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and I'm like, that made me kind of listen to it a little bit closer. And I really like the song. It's pretty damn good. Um, is it the best song on the album? Maybe not. Uh, and, and, and I think my rank kind of puts it right there, but yeah, like I kind of dug this song and it, it, this album is pretty freaking solid. Despite having a few misses, it's definitely a little, a little bit more solid in my opinion than the last record. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is a comeback from 5150. They're like trying to claw back to what they were. Yeah, definitely. And Joe, I, uh, well, yeah. Again, Nate, you go first, and then Joe. I'm sorry. No, I don't want to cut Joe off. I don't want to be captain ah. talkative all the time. Joe, you first. Well, actually, sadly, I don't have any notes on this one. So <laughs> uh, he tried fine. to set you up, man. He tried to hook you up. He tried to. Nothing. I got nothing. Uh, really, like, yeah, it wasn't the worst, but yeah, I would have put something else there. I, I got this one out of six. Uh, six from Joe. Nate, what'd you give it? Man, okay. Uh, Top of the World, awesome track. This is one of the songs I remember the first time I heard it like, and, and, and knew it was Van Halen and was like aware was when I got the best of both world's greatest hits, Van Halen, two disc set mm -hmm. in like 2003 or some shit. I still have it. And I remember hearing Top of the World. And I was like, that song's fucking rad. It's really good. It's catchy. It does have some Def Leppard vibes. Uh, the things that get me is the chorus harmonies are fucking perfect. They're chef's kiss perfect. They're before auto-tune yep. perfect. Those harmonies that are happening on the standing on top of the world are so good, like cut through anything else. But also, the guitar tone Eddie has for that song specifically, Def Leppard-esque, still Eddie in his own unique way. Yep. And man, he kills it. It's this is another, it's not a perfect 10, but this is another one of those songs that I really have a close connection to. So I'm very happy that I got to rank it. And I'm going to pass it to Joe. 
what did you rank this one before I give my rank? How about we do it that way? Well, well he, 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 he already said his rank. Okay. He already said his rank? He already did. Yeah, yeah. He, he said six. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, I missed it. <laughs> All right. I gave it I gave it an eight point five. Eight point five. I gave it an eight. I like it a lot. Thought it was really good. And I thought this album was a kind of a like I don't know. It, it's funny because if you look at my score, my score went down slightly from OU812, but I like this one more. But it's that it's that three. It's that pleasure dome. Yeah, that that and, and then that a couple of six fives in a row that kind of drag. Maybe you need maybe you need to listen to Pleasure Dome while getting a Pleasure Dome. <laughs> maybe that's <laughs> the maybe that's what I got to do. However, that's my, how you get a source of infection. Ah. <laughs> so my average score was seven point one one seven eleven. And Nate was huh. seven point three one. Joe, yours was six point seven zero. With with an average score, the master rank was 7.04 so it's slightly higher than OU812 and the highest ranked song on the album as we said was Right Now with a 9.66 and the lowest one was Pleasure Dome with a 4.25 so guys that's for unlawful carnal knowledge fuck hope fuck you yeah yeah yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this rank. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to this album. And I mean, this is one that I really hadn't listened to a lot. So, like, I, I, the only song I really knew on here was Pound Cake. Like, Nate was a little more ex- experienced with, uh, than I was with some of these. I'd heard, I'd heard right now before. I know I'd heard it before. It. But it wasn't until I, I, I like, it started that I, that I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, I remember that. When I was, when I saw the sound or, or like the song list, like, even with Pound Cake, I really didn't even like, re- like remember it. So that's going to be interesting going into the next album, which I really didn't know anything off of the next album. I'll be honest with you. Uh, then, then, and that album, guys, is Balance from like, what was it 94? Is that 96, 95, 95 for sure. 95 for sure. <laughs> do, 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 do. Balance, 95. Yep. So, yeah, 95. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to get to that one. See, um, the only the only thing that I remember that is the album cover be, uh, being in the bars when I was a kid because my parents would go to bars oh. and then my grandparents were in the bar so like anybody else who would watch me was at the bar <laughs> so I was just in the bar playing with the jukebox getting to play music and I remember seeing this album art and thinking <clears throat> why, why 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 is there a naked kid on like on a seesaw being torn in half <laughs> and like conjoined twins anyways that's for the, that's that's for next week guys. Balance. I'm really excited to 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 dig into an album I really don't know from Van Halen. You have right now, Brando. I want to close with this. I want to make sure people know where they can get Rank 'Em All. You got to go to all the different podcasting platforms. Get us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. You know where? Just search Rank 'Em All Podcast. Go to Rank 'Em All dot rocks. That's our home page, man. Make sure to subscribe. Go to our Facebook or our YouTube. Again, subscribe, like, comment. Share it to your friends. You guys have all kinds of different opinions. We want to hear those opinions. And also, I don't think we say this a lot. We want to hear what bands you guys think we should rank next or artists we should rank next. Put them bitches in the comments. We want to know what you guys like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that's going to do it. Brando, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Uh, that'll be it, my man. Um, the dream is over. The dream is over. Well, I, what, what I was going to say is that we right still got now. a little bit. Yeah, right now we have a few more albums to go. We have Balance, Van Halen 3, and A Different Kind of Truth. So, so stay tuned for that because we are still cooking with that old-time, long-lost recipe right here on Rank of Mall. I've been Brando. I've been Nate. Nate, and then Joe, Good Times Grimes. 
Thank you guys once again for joining me on this episode. It's been great. Thank you guys for listening. It's been great. We'll see you next time on Balance. We'll see if that album can really balance the force that is Van Halen. Later on, guys. <laughs>